November 12th this year, it will be 14 years since our daughter was in, a, in an accident where she was severely injured, but she didn't die. And I can remember getting into the Greeley Hospital and into the, uh, they let me into the recovery room, which they don't normally do, I don't think. And she just had her first surgery. And um, uh, I mean, the only, only, she just had one arm that wasn't broken. And and, uh, when I looked at her, she was white. Uh, She could have been in a mortuary with oxygen mask on her. And my first thought was, is that there are families that after a uh, notification of an accident, their, do- their child doesn't make it. So um, ours did. She still suffers. She still has pain in that, but she made it. She's with us. And let's just pray for this family. I just cannot imagine. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just pray that the family, just again, we just be enveloped in love and supported and encouraged. And that, Lord, they would just know that, that uh, Father, that they're surrounded by the body of Christ, interwoven, knitted together, joined together. And, Father, that every single person is in, can be involved in lifting them up, us here in Minot others across the world, and together, Lord, we will bring and pray down peace into their hearts, and Lord, help them grieve and grieve well, help them have good memories, and uh, Lord, it's just a tough time. There's probably no words that they're going to need right now, but other than hugs and love, and so be with them, and then be with us, Lord, as we come today to gather around the communion table, Father, that... um, we do in remembrance, we're here to remember that your death, that you gave your life for us, you died for us, that you bore our sin and, and uh, all our foolishness, and uh, you came to give us life and give us life to the full, and you want us joined with you, you want us connected with you, you, you want us to grow in you, and not just individually, but corporately as a church would you come with you pour out your holy spirit on us today and and father would you just teach us from your truth by your holy spirit and father who if anyone in here today who anyone any one of us that just needs to know that they're loved and that they're connected and that we're one body that we're not we're not to be in here sort of discombobulated and disconnected and uh, independent, we're to be interdependent on each other and upon you, especially connected to you. So, Father, would you speak to us today? Bring us to that communion table, Lord. There should be none of us here that cannot set their hearts right with you this morning and come and be so thankful for what you've done for us. You've forgiven us when we don't deserve forgiveness. You've loved us when we've been unlovable. And you will continue to do that until the day you call us home. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Todd, for showing that photograph. I I wanted to uh, maybe just read this one uh, statement here. Uh, 
because what I'm going to look at today is really the cause of growth in the Christian life, the cause of growth for us, how we can grow and be stronger together and as strong as God wants us to be, not just individually, but corporately. And uh, we all want that, right? Who doesn't want to know that God has us in his hands and that, and that we're together and we're one, we're one body, we're a team, we're a family. The, body, the Bible says we're a body. But unfortunately and sadly, it seems like that we, that, that we don't get that connection, first of all, without a crucifixion of Christ, but without our own death and suffering. It, it, it seems to be that we come to a place of emptiness before, and brokenness before we can come to a place of fullness. And it's called revival. But... Uh, and so this, I'll just read a sentence here. Revival means being firmly bound to the head, which is Christ. Receiving from him his activity and placing ourselves happily at his disposal. I want to serve you, Lord, however you're calling me to serve you. But the, the necessary thing is, is all of us should be, become usable for him, usable to each other for his glory. And this is the statement I want to read to you. The main hindrance to his working is, is that we are not usable as we should be. And the, and the, the lives of all the men, and, and the, we can include women, who have ever been used of God in a most mighty way, powerful way, a powerful manner, all reveal the same striking truth. It's the same striking truth. Their first intense struggle was always the struggle with themselves and with their own abilities and powers. And a point came when they were driven to their knees, realizing their impotence. And that's when God moved into their life. And it's the same thing in a church. It's when a church realizes that without him, we're in trouble. We're going to kill each other, shoot each other, um, mess ourselves up, mess each other up. But in that messiness, he will show us how much we need him. And then when we cry out to him, he's instant. He just comes and moves in in a powerful way. And he begins to cause us to grow. So we've been looking in Ephesians. I pray and trusting that God, uh, we may have to look at this, these couple of verses again. I hope you're okay with that because I didn't get to where I was in my Christian walk in one sermon. It's a lifetime. And uh, here we are in Ephesians chapter 4. If you've been coming here, you know that we've been there. I'm going to read verses 11 through 16 because those are the kind of, although it begins in chapter 4 about having unity and there's one Lord, there's one faith, there's one baptism. There's only one Jesus and he's Lord. And it says in verse 11, and he himself gave some to be apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. And it's for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ 
And here's the goal until, till we, we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man or a mature church, a mature body, and to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. That's our measurement. That's what we're going to grow up into is this be Christ-like. Why? So that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. But this is, how we, this is what we're going to do. We're going to speak the truth in love. And that's how we're going to grow up in, into all things, into him who is the head Christ. Verse 16 for today. Obviously, it's called Connected. But we're thinking of Christ today, thinking of that communion table. It's from whom, that's who it is, it's Christ. From whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies, according to the effective working by which every part does its share, causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. Now there is a whole lot in that, in just in that one verse but specifically, I want us to look at today what causes growth, Christian growth, growth as a body. What kind of things cause growth that we can draw out of this passage? Well, first of all, the, to grow well, you have to be joined to the right thing. And in this case, the right person, which is Jesus Christ. You have to, we all have to be joined to the head. He has to be the head. And when God describes, the Bible describes us as a body, the body has the brain, the head, and all the nerves and everything goes to the brain. All the functions go to the brain. And in the unfortunate disease of Alzheimer's, eventually the brain dies and the whole body just shuts down and you die a very slow, horrible death. But you have to be joined to the head and it's from whom the whole body, the whole of us, all of us, every single one of us, we can't come in here and think, well, I don't want to be connected to Jesus. We all have to be coming to this table and saying, he is my sauce. Not only is he my sauce, he's our sauce. He is the one that we've got to be connected to. Now, this particular passage says that we need to be joined and knit together. From whom the whole body joined and knit together. Why didn't he just say joined together? He said joined and knit together. Well, the joining is, first of all, joining yourself and corporately to Christ. So there's an individual joining and there's, a, and there's a corporate joining, but then he says you have to be knit together. And it's by what every joint supplies. That's how we're gonna get knit together. Well, I thought about this, I thought, well, <clears throat> I always have some crazy thoughts on these things sometimes as to how to illustrate this. But I thought about, well, who does anybody here knit? Some of you knit, some of, if anybody ever have knitted, tried it, okay, we tried it. Um, well, I thought about knitting, and I, because my mother knitted, my two grandmothers knitted, my one grandmother, I can remember her being blind, and she could, she'd just sit there blind, she couldn't see, but she could feel, and she'd be knitting. 
and uh, knitting mittens and gloves and and then we had the scarves and then we had the sweaters. And when I was a kid, I I, I was uh, uh, homesick a lot because I had lots of surgeries. And so my grandmother, who lived with us from when I was four years old to the age of 17, she died when I was 17. Well, right before she died, my, when I was 17, the years she died, uh, she taught me how to knit. Along with my mother, she also helped me, and, and I, I learned how to knit. So I thought, well, I'm going to bring in what I knitted. So you, you can actually see that I did knit. It is a man thing, you know what I mean? I mean, men can knit, just so you know, guys. So here's my sweater that I knitted when I was 17 years old. Now that's some pretty uh, good knitting, isn't it? Jackie, you, you put your hand up. And I can't remember all the, all the stitches now the, uh, that they were called and how to do them and how to put your needles. And, but as I thought about being joined, I thought, well, he's using the example of joining and knitting. And, and I was thinking about wool, because in Wales we have lots of sheep. And you take the sheep, you, you shear the sheep, and you end up making a ball of wool. And uh, th that ball of wool is then knitted together to form a sweater or whatever you're going to do. You, you're going to bring it and knit it together. So in other words, the, each, each, the wool I I interwoven in here, and especially in a nice pattern like this, it's all touching it. It's all touching it. It's, it everything is connected. My mother was the one that helped sew on the sleeves and things. She actually did that for me. I didn't sew the sleeves on, but I did do the rest. And so when I see in this in the Bible about the body of Christ being joined and knit together, and it says, let me get my verse here, by what every joint supplies and according to the effective working by which every part does its share, that's what causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. And... Uh, the, there's a translation that might be better served in terms of by what every uh, joint supplies. Better be said, stated like this, what every, every contact with the supply. Every contact with the supply. So just using this as a sweater and thinking about the wool and all interconnected, think of this. Every, as, as us, as, as a church, all interconnected, all knit together, but all contacted and connected to the head, which is Christ. And so every part of it, every part of it, and like myself, yourself, we're all connected to the head, and we're all receiving a supply from the Lord, which is his Holy Spirit, we are, we, we are filled with this Holy Spirit. We, we receive his spirit. It's Christ in us, the hope of glory. We need his Holy Spirit. He fills us with his Holy Spirit. And each one of us has a responsibility to stay connected and receive from him the supply. Much like when Jesus said, I am the vine and you are the branches. Describing like a, like a, like a tree. And here the Bible is talking about a body. And, and so, but in, interconnected, linked, touching each other, 
As we're touching Christ, the supply of all we need, we're touching each other and supplying each other with what we've received. And so as each one of us says, I am going to, like uh, uh, Tim had said last night, we've got to make every effort. We've got to be, we've got to be diligent in touching the supply, in reaching for Christ. And why? Because that effective working in us is going to be effective in others as we touch each other. Now, if one of us is, decides to disconnect and you, you lose a thread, you, you, you lose a stitch, you drop a stitch, you, 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 know, you can do all that with knitting. I'm going to put that sweater down for now. But to, to, to be thinking about this, if, then, then the whole body is, the body is going to suffer. All of it's going to suffer. It's not going to be perfect. It's not going to be mature, the Bible says. And the goal of Christianity, the goal of the, the working of God in us is to bring us to that place of maturity, that perfection, that stature, the full stature of Christ to grow up from a child to a grown-up adult. And, and in this verse, as he's wrapping it all up, he's saying that, he's seeing here that it's, it's according to certainly being connected. We're going to grow by being connected, but we're going to be growing when we're joined and knit together and we're being supplied by others. And then that supply has to be effective. He says, according to the effective working by which every part does its share. See, that's where in the body of Christ, when if, if all of us are joined and all of us are receiving a supply and all of us as we contact each other are touching each other with the supply and receiving the supply, not only from him but th through the vessel of his body, he uses the body of the church to also feed us. And, and so if the body of the church isn't connected to the head, then... <laughs> We might have a country club here or something. Not a church, not a body, not an effective body. According to the effective working. And it's by every part doing its share. And so I, you have to ask the question when we come to church. I mean, are we even thinking about being a part where I do a share? Where I'm, you know, part of the body and, and what I do as far as my connection to the head, as far as my receiving the supply from God, the forgiveness, the healing, the fullness, all that God has for me. Asking him, God, how have you gifted me? What have you called me to do? Because so I, I want to serve the body. If we're simply coming in and saying, well, I'm not here to serve anybody. I'm just here to get something. And you've got to give me, you feed me. That can, be, that can be ineffective. It's, it, 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 it makes us less, uh, it doesn't make us as strong as God intends us to be. But then not everybody is going to be coming in here Sunday morning and say, hey, pastor, woo, I listened to that sermon last week, and uh, now I realize that uh, I'm the, why well, I should be preaching then. Does that mean I'm preaching? Uh, does that mean I'm teaching Sunday school? No, it doesn't. So what does it mean? Well, there's a place for everybody in the body to be serving, but it's not necessarily this, that, or the other. You, but there is a place. There is a part. You might just be a person that just is a, an encourager. 
a person that's always encouraging. You, you may also be a person that whatever you touch just turns to gold. And God says, now I want you to share that with those in need. And you do. And, you, and more gold keeps coming. And, and Because some people have the gift of giving. It's part of the body. Not everybody does. Like, hey, I'd like to have that. Well, you have everything you need because somebody in the body has that gift and you'll never lack because they will share with you when you have that need. That's how the body works. But you've got to be joined to the head. Now, how's that effective working done? How are you going to be nourished? Well, the Bible tells us that there is the being knit together in the love of God and, and also filled with his Holy Spirit. I want you to turn to another passage of Scripture just to help us sort of maybe tie some things together. I want you to turn to Colossians. It's just a couple of letters over. Colossians chapter 1. And I want you to look at um, verse 18. I mean, verse 19, for it pleased the Father that in him all the fullness should dwell, and by him to reconcile all things to himself, by him whether things on earth or things in heaven, having made peace through the blood of his cross. All things, everything, all the fullness should dwell. He has everything that we need. And when we're not, when before we came to Christ, verse 21 says, and you who once were alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now he has reconciled. He's going to bring you to Christ. And he's reconciled in the, in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy and blameless and above reproach in his sight. If indeed you continue in the faith, grounded and steadfast, and are not moved away from the hope of the gospel, which you heard, which was preached to every creature under heaven, of which I, Paul, became a minister. Now, if you go down to Colossians chapter 2, and you look at verse 2, he's talking now to the Colossian church, and he says he wants their hearts, that their hearts may be encouraged. Now, take this personally, that your hearts, my heart, may be encouraged, been knit together in love. There again, of that term of knitting, of where we're contacting one another, where as we individually are connected to the head, to the supply, and then we're knit together in love, it says we're going to, and attaining to all riches of the full assurance of understanding to the knowledge of the mystery of God, both the Father and of Christ. And it's in, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And then he tells us in verse 6, as you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him. Get rooted and built up in him. There again, we've got a plant or a tree type example so that we can be established in the faith the way we've been taught. Again, being connected to the head, verse 9, for in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily and you are complete in him who is the head of all principality and power. He is the head. He's... He's the one to be connected to. He has all the source, everything you need. 
As I was thinking about this, and, and I know we've, we're going to come to the communion table today, I was trying to think of, of, of uh, how are we connected to one another. We knit together. We're all individually responsible to be connected to the head. But we're all touching and contacting each other and supplying one another with all that Christ has for us. And I thought, well, how does that get, uh, ministry take place within the church like us? You know, we spend quite a bit of time here, which is kind of fun, Some, you know, greeting one another, uh, hugging each other. It's pretty hard to even get to pray for, to go on to the service. We just keep visiting. And I started thinking about that connection and connecting to one another and supplying one another with, with love. And I started thinking that, that really when we come to Christ, we're each individually his children, his child, and we're each a conduit for his love and life to flow through us. Each one of us is. And I thought about, because uh, I'd just gone up to Briarcrest and did a wedding up there, and I thought about the father walking the bride down the aisle and the groom standing there and waiting. And, and um, I started to actually wonder, is, is, is that okay to say that each of us each of us can be used by our Heavenly Father to come alongside another member in the church because we are the bride of Christ. Each of us, we're all corporately the bride of Christ, but individually we're the bride of Christ. And there's times when I need an encouraging word. I need somebody to take my hand, just like you do. And so in a sense of the of this ministry of being knit together, being bound together, effectively working, supplying one another with the richness of Christ, can you see taking somebody else's hand that is struggling and walking them to Christ, connecting them with Christ? In a wedding, you, bring, you, or you come all the way down to the front and then finally, who gives this you know, to be married and they say, her mother and I, or if I do, and then the father sits down. But I think in the church, when we come to connect with the head, it's like everything is happening at the altar. And you never leave the altar. You never leave the head. I always have the father. I say, I'd like you to take the groom's hand. Take his hand. Come here, Mike. I take his hand like this, and I take his hand like this. Come here, Pauline. I know you, I know you don't want to be married to him. You're married to me. But, but we're in the church. We're in the church, we're all brothers and sisters. So, so, so you're in standing for Sherry. Okay. So then in, in, a, in a wedding ceremony, what I do is I take your hand, and I take, this is my daughter right here now, if I was the father, and I then put your hands together. Now in the marriage ceremony, I then step away and I go sit down and we're going to join you as a husband and wife, which we need to let Sherry know about. Yeah. And, uh, but I know it's weird. But, but uh, so, so I, want, what I want to get away from the weirdness, bring it back to, to, okay. to, to, to you know, this is, this is, I'm Welsh, you know, so I think I crazy you. things. Is that I think in the church, there's always this connection, bringing two people together 
and where I'm still connected, you're connected, but we're all looking to the head. We're at the altar. We never leave the altar. So there's never, there's never like I'm a servant of the Lord, and it could be the other way around. It could be me here like this, and you're helping Pauline and I relate to one another in Christ. Mm-hmm. We're struggling, in, let's say, in our relationship. We are now, actually, yeah. because <laughs> when I get home. But, 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 but you, would, you, would never leave, you wouldn't leave me because, no. because you could. <laughs> I, I would never leave no. you. Because, because I'm, I'm, I might not be here next week. Yeah. Uh, you know. but, but in other words, though, in the church, I, I really do think when he's saying that we're joined to the head corporately, you're joined to the head, Pauline's joined, I'm joined to the head, but now we're being knit together. And that's that knitting where you see all that individual wool, but it's never, it's never disconnected. And so in the church, we really, once we come and bind our hearts to Christ, we bind them to one another. Now, what breaks this relationship is if, if all of a sudden our flesh gets involved and we, we say something we shouldn't, we, we, we refuse to forgive, and it breaks the bound. It breaks the connection. And the thing that brings it back together again is when we have a communion table and we begin to look at it and say, look at what Christ did for us. He forgave us. And we're to forgive as he forgave us. We're to love as he loved us. Now, come on. Let's get back to the supply. Let's get back to being connected. And let's keep connected. The devil wants to still steal, kill, and destroy and keep us disconnected. But the body of Christ is always to be connected. Amen. All right? So, thank you. But, yep. And uh, I will receive counsel later. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think of this illustration ahead of time, so... I mean, in terms of having Pauline and Mike, but I did think about that whole idea of the, uh, the effective work. And it can only be effective if we are connected to the one that, that changes us, that empowers us. We need his spirit involved, his spirit working in us. And it finishes, it finishes out this verse where he says that we're to edify one another in, in love, the edifying, see, for the growth of the body, for the edifying of itself in love, the purpose of the connection and the supply is to edify one another. Edifying means feed one another, supply one another, um, bring in all that you've learned about Christ into that relationship. Speak the life that you've just received and then speak it into the one that might be struggling in, in our body. Now, uh, as we come to the communion table, I asked Todd to show us that photograph of, of a family that's just lost that loved one, a young 21-year-old. Because I was thinking as I was worshiping about where I believe God wanted me to go with this. And I was thinking if there's, any, if there's a time, any time it's in a loss like that. Well, can you imagine now where people, they're putting aside their differences. They're looking at a family that just lost a loved one. They're grieving terrible loss. It's now that they need to see the body, be the body. Be joined to the head and knit together by every contact with the supply. Every, every supply that we have from God that's around them right now, holding them 
And it doesn't have to be words. It is in the spirit. It's in their love. It's, in, it's building them up in love. The love that Jesus gave us. That's what I th- think in a, and I know this might, it might be simple today, but I think simple is sometimes better. He wants us connected. The last sermon I preached to, talked about the verse before and where uh, I think a good description of it says that we're to truth in love, we're to live truly, speak truly, deal truly. We cannot do that unless we're connected to the one of truth, the one who has the truth, the one who loves us. So these verses, they're all interconnected. Paul was, an, he was led by the Spirit when he wrote this. And he's teaching this stuff to the church at Ephesus. And he's teaching it and telling it to elders that he spent three and a half years with. You'd think after three and a half years with the Apostle Paul, they might not need this kind of instruction. But they did. And so do we. And for 2,000 years, we keep reading it. And we'll keep reading it until God takes us home. We'll have to remind ourselves of it. That's why we have communion at least once a month to bring us to the place that gives us the the correct supply, the one that's the head from whom we all should be joined, to whom we all get our supply, to whom we should be knit together with, to whom who wants to come in and live with us, he in us, the Holy Spirit, as one body, nourished by every contact, effectively working, everyone involved, and all of it done in love. How do you think we're doing as a church? See, we can't grow unless we contact, we're contacting each other. We can't grow unless we come here like we do on Sunday morning. But it goes beyond that. It can't be just Sunday. I mean, if you take these flowers that are out there now. It's getting cold. They're all dying because they frosted. During the summer, they had to be watered more than just once a week or they were going to die. And that's like us as a body. We need, we need more connection. Stay connected to the supply individually, but come together corporately. Are you ready to go to the communion table? My brother Tim this week again, he taught that we shouldn't come to prayer flippantly. I took that to think this morning as we prayed as elders that we shouldn't come into the sanctuary flippantly. We shouldn't come to the communion table flippantly. We ought to come reverently. First of all, examine ourselves. Is there anything between us and God? And you say, boy, if you could see my list. Well, God knows your list. And when you give it to him, when you look to him, he says, it's done. It's like that. And it's as far as the east is from the west. And then you can take the bread and say, man, thank you, Lord, for going to the cross and dying for me. You take the blood that was shed for you, his life given for you, and you go, man, Lord, there's power in the blood. There's life in the blood. And I need that supply. And we do it together, connected, knit together, building one another, each of us up, in the perfect love of our Savior. I'm going to ask our elders to come forward. And um, 